BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan. And today we're going to talk about the difference between germs, a virus, and bacteria. A stroll down the supermarket aisle will show you all kinds of products that promise to kill germs, others that are antibacterial, and still others that kill viruses. So which one's better? What's the difference between germs, viruses, and bacteria anyway? Well, before we answer that, I want to thank Netflix for sponsoring this week's podcast. You can watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly, all streamed to you by Netflix, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com QDT. The word germ is a catch-all phrase that can mean any microscopic particle that can cause illness in humans. It comes from the word germin, which means seed or sprout. That's because early scientists studying germs thought about them as little seeds that spread between organisms. Not all scientists believed in this idea of germs, however, which is understandable, as to a 16th century scientist, it might sound a little far-fetched. Yeah, man, they're like this invisible thin things that float through the air, and if they touch you, you like totally get sick, dude. Of course, the alternative theories weren't much better either. The prevailing idea at the time of germ theory was miasma theory, which held that noxious fumes from rotting matter caused disease. While wrong in essentials, this idea did lead to a number of reforms in sanitation in cities which slowed the spread of disease. Florence Nightingale was also a proponent of miasma theory, which helped drive many sanitary reforms in hospital wards. While germ theory had been proposed much earlier, it wasn't wildly accepted until the late 1800s, and that was thanks mainly to the experiments of Louis Pasteur and Robert Koch. In modern times, the term germ isn't really used in formal science. Instead, disease-causing objects are referred to by what type they are. Viruses and bacteria are types of germs, as are certain types of fungi, protists, and prions. Bacteria are microscopic, single-celled organisms which live pretty much anywhere and everywhere. There are bacteria that live in water, soil, the air, clouds, your carpet, the ocean, and inside your body. So just how many types of bacteria are there? Well, nobody knows. In fact, even experts in microbiology vary widely in their estimates, ranging from tens of thousands to hundreds of millions of different species. Fortunately, most bacteria are harmless. In fact, many bacteria are beneficial and help with metabolism and other aspects of human health. Your body actually has 10 times as many bacterial cells in it than it does human cells. Once a harmful or pathogenic bacteria enters your body, there are a variety of ways that they can cause illness. Some species of bacteria cause infection of open wounds. Others proliferate in your kidneys, causing urinary tract infections. Other species affect the spinal cord, causing bacterial meningitis, while still others only grow in fluid inside the lungs, which leads to bacterial pneumonia. Fortunately, 
Many of these conditions can be treated with antibiotics, substances that either kill bacteria or slow down their growth enough to allow your immune system to deal with them. As wonderful as antibiotics are, they only work on bacteria, hence the name. Smaller even than bacteria, viruses are another type of object which causes illness in humans. Notice that I said object and not organism. That's because there is some debate among scientists as to whether or not viruses are actually alive or not, although some of them look pretty sinister. A virus contains a small piece of genetic material, either DNA or RNA, surrounded by a small protein capsule. While each virus operates a bit differently, they all basically float around until they bump into a compatible cell. Then they attach themselves to the cell and inject their genetic material. The cell is then tricked into replicating the virus's DNA, using the instructions it contains to build more viruses, which then explode out of the cell and the process continues. Viruses can also be used for genetic manipulation because the part which makes them dangerous to humans is the genetic material contained inside the wrapper, and that bit can be removed and replaced by beneficial genetic material, such as some information to fix broken genes. Another beneficial use of viruses is as a super-selective antibiotic, one of the problems with antibiotics is that they tend to wipe out beneficial bacteria along with harmful bacteria, which can sometimes do more harm than good. However, a special type of virus called a bacteriophage target and destroy specific types of bacteria leaving other strains alone. Scientists can use these bacteriophages as special weapons against certain strains of bacteria. Once again, thanks to Netflix for sponsoring this week's podcast. You can watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly, all streamed to you by Netflix, saving you time, money, and hassle. If you happen to be a fan of science fiction, Netflix streaming has loads of options for you, such as Lost, X-Files, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Star Trek, and even Battlestar Galactica. You can watch these and thousands of other TV series and movies while you're at it during a free 30-day trial. You can get that free trial at Netflix Instant Streaming at www.quickanddirtytips.com offers. So now you know the difference between germs, bacteria, and viruses. As I mentioned, there are other types of things which fall into the germ category. Protists, certain types of fungi, and types of proteins called prions are all microscopic objects which can cause illness. But we'll look at those in a future episode. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.